Alright, welcome to the 716 Rocks Podcast. My name is Natron Patron. To my right, I got my main man. What's up, Velo? It's Grizzle. To my right, we got... Mick Holt. Social media's finest director out there. And behind the glass, as per usual, we've got... Red Beard's also known as Chewbacca on the weekends and Jewish holidays. Uh, hey, you know, let me ask you guys, how you feeling? This this may turn into less of a podcast. Uh, those of you listening, it might be more of a therapy session. Mm. I'm just gonna kind of warn you uh, of that. But you know, let's let's kind of kick it off. Have a seat on the couch. Let's just talk about some feelings. How are you feeling, Grizopolis? I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna kick my feet up right here. I'm gonna lean back talk about the feelings i'll tell you what i think there's a certain country song out there that we listened to on the ride into the studio tonight it kind of sums up how i'm feeling well you know we like to keep the volume on this one low because it's a very sensitive song but uh zach brown all all right How's that chorus go, Chris? That was pretty bad. That was, that was a technology fail. <laughs> my my iPod <laughs> turned sideways and it just jacked everything up. Uh, well, the song was called All Alright. Mm-hmm. And it basically says, hey, it was all alright. And now it's all wrong. So, And that pretty much sums up how I feel about the Bills season. You think about the excitement going in. You know, we get a big win week one. And then we lose, then we win, then we lose, then we lose. I kind of lost track. Oh, I know, Gris. Going into the bye, we are three and four at a point where I thought we'd at least be five and two. It was all all right in the preseason. Get Rex in the offseason. Tyrod shows up at our doorstep. I'll tell you what, a lot's happened. It is no longer all right. Well, I can tell you I feel like I put in uh, about a 70-hour work week. And I really didn't, but that's just how I feel today. You know, I, I'm emotionally just void at this point. And I uh, feel like I worked a lot of overtime without any pay. That's how I'm feeling. You didn't get, you didn't get time and a half, did you? Nope, no guap coming my way, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about why we're feeling so drained, Chris. <laughs> oh, can we man. talk about why we're feeling kind of drained? EJ! Oh, man, what is going on? I'll tell you what. We, we talked a lot last week about, personally for me, you know, I, I'm like, man, EJ's awful last week. And, you know, Grizz over here kind of kept me grounded and said, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he's our backup. He's our backup. I said, okay. You know, when I think about in this terms, EJ's a backup. So he gets to start again in the UK. And, wow, I don't even know if this guy is good enough to be a backup in the NFL. You watch EJ back there. I think he single-handedly was responsible for 21 of the Jacksonville's points. The guy is unbelievable. I mean, last week, you know, I'm defending him. I'm saying, hey, listen, did he do the job of a backup quarterback last week against Cincinnati? Yeah, he did. 21 points on the board. I don't think he had any picks last week, right? I don't remember. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. He played an okay game. A lot of balls thrown behind receivers, balls thrown into the turf, whatever. Wow. Dude, this guy does not even qualify as a back. Does he qualify as a backup at this point? After 
today's performance? Well, I'll tell you what. He throws up 298 yards and two touchdowns. He also gets sacked, picked up for a fumble. He's looking right at the guy that's blitzing. I mean, he's looking to his left. The guy's coming off of a blitz. Might have been a corner of the outside linebacker. He gets sl- he's like looking at him, dude. Tuck the ball. Hang on to it, EJ. They pick it up. They score the touchdown. All right, we get the ball back. You know what he does? Pick six. Are you kidding me? I mean, awful. Next series, he throws it to Puzz, man, for his second interception. Puzz now gets it. Jacksonville's got the ball. On the Bills, 36. Three plays later, Yeldon scores a touchdown. No, he looked terrible. He he one-hopped the ball to Robert Woods. One-hopped it. He, he's, he's triple clutching to dudes wide open. You know what the problem is with DJ? He doesn't throw dudes open. We know this, right? He waits. He stares them down. He waits until they're open. Then he throws it. They're not open anymore. Or he one-hops it. Or he throws it over their head. Or he throws it behind him. No, you know what? You, you know what? I think EJ is probably practice squad material. I would sign him to a practice squad, wouldn't you? Practice squad. Wow. We're, that's what we've got that's into. Talking at. about who we're going to sign on the practice squad. You, you know, I don't even care. Just watching this guy play is so frustrating. Seeing the sacks that he's taking. Okay. Get rid of the ball. Like, what do you just, you're, you're jumping around. You're, like you said, triple clutching, taking these stupid sacks. I don't understand. How do you make these kind of decisions? It's just unbelievable. It's unbearable to watch. He looks he looks inept at times. How about uh, the two-point conversion we ran, right? We finally got the second try with uh, LaShawn McCoy <laughs> up the middle. So so we roll EJ out to the left. Um, he, he looked like he had happy feet. He's rolling to very awkwardly running to his left like just happy feet, kind of shuffled around a little bit, got a little scared and then he... Uh, I don't know. What did he do? Was that a shovel pass to Clay? <laughs> it was a. You know what that was? Was a, a, a two yard hail mary pass. It was. It was. EJ's never had the opportunity to throw a hail mary in a game, so he said, "Hey, it's all good. I might be at the two yard line, but let me see if I can just heave one up to Clay. See if he can come down with it." You know, and we get the penalty, so great. You know, pass <laughs> interference. Let's get a second shot. But he just looks goofy. On certain plays, I just—he is inept, man. It's so many, so many times in football, right? It's like you lose a game, a guy wants to take responsibility, and, and what do you always hear? It's a team game. We share the load. We share. Th- but listen, this game—it's all EJ, man, and it's all wrong, dude. Oh, but but why is he around? Why is he here? Well, he's here because Matt Castle is not. And I don't know. Do we put, if we put Matt Castle in that game, is it different? Probably because Matt Castle, I, I don't know. I know on the stat sheet, comparable stats over the years, but Matt Castle's a veteran. He's got more game experience. So you're just saying EJ needs more games? No, 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 no. I'm saying I, I have a feeling Castle's a little bit more skilled at the quarterback position. Matt Castle looks like a viable backup in the league of national football. <laughs> EJ Manuel does not look like a viable backup in this league. Maybe indoor. He could probably be an indoor for Arena League. Flag football, that maybe. Does, yeah. 
There's that. He could be a backup for flag football. <laughs> the Buffalo Recreational Flag Football League. We have a football team, if you guys haven't uh, caught on in a previous podcast, but he could probably be our back, or starting QB's backup. But he'd be competing with you, Chris, <laughs> for, the, for the backup QB spot. You're not that, that, could be, that could be a tough competition. You versus EJ. I'd like to see that. that. That could be fun. I'd like to see you versus EJ in the, one, like the one-on-one QB skills drill. The Wonderlick? The Wonderlick. See, see what the performance level is at? You are a borderline genius. So you might have him there. Well, <laughs> anyways, we're really getting off topic. Hey, how, what here, was huh? your favorite play of the, the game, Gris? Did you have one? Oh, play? man. You know, it's, it's tough. There's so many great things going on. No, just kidding. Uh, my oh, favorite. You can just pick one. You can only pick one. <laughs> my favorite play of the game had to be, without a doubt, Robert Woods just tuning up Paul Puzlesny. Bam! Tuning him up as he came down around the corner trying to make that tackle. In the face! Oh, I love it. I love this guy. You know, um, Sammy's gone. Percy's gone. He had a decent game, right? I mean, he he steps up. I think uh, for for Robert Woods, he does what he needs to do uh, to, to fill those guys' shoes. And, and I love this guy because it seems like week after week, he gets a couple penalties here and there for, for blocks he's trying to lay. But I love some of the hits that he lays, sacrificing, just playing that team game when other dudes got the ball, whether it's Tyrod, whether it's LaShawn. doesn't really matter. He's like, listen, I'm going to sacrifice, and I'm going to hit somebody. you got to love that. Yeah, I love his intensity out there, man. Robert Woods is the type of guy who doesn't take a playoff. You never see him dogging it. And anytime there's the ball's downfield on his side of the field, he's, he's always in the mix. He's always trying to run after the play, trying to get a block. And I'll tell you what, that block on Puzz, that was not an illegal peelback block. That was pathetic. He squared him up, and he just rocked Puzz's world head-on above the waist, not from the side, head-on, and, and that was glorious, my friend. Really, if anything, it was like a, a, a hit to the helmet, you know, helmet-to-helmet contact. So I don't know how they made that call. Not that it matters in, in, in the long run, right. but... Just unbelievable sometimes some of the some of the calls that are made during these games. Hey, I'll tell you what, you know, the Bills are in the UK. Today it, it was a rough game to watch, but I'm really happy for the Buffalo Bills, Grizz. I mean, they got a little vacation in earlier this week. Um, they got to travel internationally. Um, they took some field trips, Richie and the guys, you know, they go to the soccer game doing a jersey swap. That's pretty cool. You got Darius, you know, he's reading off some Shakespeare out there in downtown London. That's cute. I like seeing that. Good job, Darius. Good role model for the kids. But, um, yeah, so I'm, that's pretty cool, right? Bills get to play in the UK. A lot, lot of Bills fans, you know, bought some airline tickets, going on a little vacation, watch their team, Wembley Stadium. Man, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for some of the there's, – there's rumblings I heard throughout the week of – not just single guys going to a game. I mean, you know that that happens, right? It, oh, let's make a road trip. You know, and you get a, you get a group of guys together. You travel down to some uh, opponent's team stadium. You check out the city for the weekend. Road trip! I heard rumblings of entire families heading over to London to watch this game. Put yourself in their shoes right now. <laughs> I'm thinking, what a waste of money. Put yourself in, in the shoes of these... Western New Yorkers, these like dedicated fans, were man, what a great opportunity! We can go over to this foreign city, 
We could check out what the city has to offer, make a little vacation out of it, right? And yeah. we can go watch our Buffalo Bills, without a doubt, beat the worst team in the NFL right now. It's a win-win, right? I mean, put yourself in their shoes right now. If I traveling, had the money. Traveling back on that plane, you just dropped, what, four grand easy, right? Easy. Five grand to go watch the Bills get beat. By the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were down 27-3 to at halftime. Oh, man. My Just, goodness. What, was that a good investment? You know, I gotta, I, I have to know. Was that a good investment on your behalf? You families, you you dedicated fans who, who traveled over to England. Man, I hope you had a good time outside of the game, and I hope it made up for it, but I just don't see how that's possible. You know, my cousin went. His wife does work for the Buffalo Bills. So he had to drop a $700 plane ticket. I'm going to ask him, you know, was that a good investment? Maybe. He's never been to London. But, guys, hey, hit us up on our Twitter, S716Rocks. Let us know. Are you happy you dropped the five Gs to watch the Bills lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, unbelievable. You, you know what interests me, too? We'll, we'll move past uh, some of this England stuff. You got to wonder, man, it's just you hear some of the, the post-game conference with, uh, with Rex, right? You hear what he has to say. I would love to see a poll right now. If, if there was a way for us to kind of poll Western New York, how are we feeling about Rex Ryan? I'll tell you. He I... said himself, he said himself, okay, post game, this is probably one of the worst feelings in the locker room right now. <laughs> That's not good going into a bye week. I'm not looking at that as like, hey, this is some great momentum to take into the bye week and gear up for the second half of the season i mean you are at an all-time low right now how are you feeling about rex ryan i'll tell you what if there's one man that can turn this ship around it is rex ryan really he proclaimed it earlier this week he said i, I will bet you i turn this thing i'll bet anything i'll turn this thing around you know what i'll tell you what i'm not feeling too great about rex ryan's coaching right now however as we just discussed EJ almost single-handedly lost that game for the Bills. I'm just going to say. There, there aren't a whole lot of other negatives, sure. You know, we, we didn't tackle Yeldon very well. There's a couple other things we could have done better. But uh, I, I'm thinking if Tyrod Taylor's in the game, we're probably winning that game. Put that aside. Rex Ryan, I mean, the coaching hasn't been great this season. There's been some questionable calls. I think we would all agree that the defense hasn't quite lived up to our expectations given the talent and Rex Ryan being this defensive mastermind around the league. Um, you know, but the truth is, Rex is this sort of, you know, over-the-top optimist. If anyone can sort of pump up that team and make them believe that they will turn this thing around, I think Rex will do it because he's a big talker. I don't see Rex as being the type of guy that's going to sulk very long. You know, they got to buy. You know, they're going to have some fun team building activities, right? In the buy, it's Rex. He's going to find some ways, some gimmicky ways to bring the team together. He's going to, like, I don't know, cook them a giant spaghetti dinner over at his house in Orchard Park. He's going to do something. Blow bubbles. Blow bubbles. Take him to the petting zoo. Maybe maybe get him. Maybe get him some of those uh, necklaces to go along with the bracelets, right? Yeah, he'll get a necklace. Go along with the matching yes sir bracelets, some headbands. He'll probably take him to the pumpkin farm out in Clarence. Play Twister. 
Candy necklaces. That would be awkward, but maybe Twister, if he's into that sort of thing. Not sure what happens in the locker rooms. But Rex is the type of guy that, you know, I don't don't think he, at this point, I question. I mean, I think we're lucky if we're 9-7. I gotta be honest at this point, but he'll he'll at least for a couple weeks make them believe that they can turn this thing around. That's how I feel about it. Somebody this. in this room made that projection, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think that was Grizzle. Oh snap! How you feeling about Rex? You know, for me with Rex, I mean, I I've, I was excited when he came in. I still feel cautiously optimistic. That's where I'm at. I'm cautiously optimistic. Some of the things that concern me. Number one, you look at how the Jets are doing. Ooh. I mean, the Jets had a legitimate shot at beating the Patriots today. Were they 5-2? and two? The Jets? 4-2? and 4-2 and two right now. They had a legitimate shot to beat the Patriots. They're playing well. They, they haven't played too many great teams yet, but, I mean, you look at how they played against the Pats today, and, the, and that was in Foxborough. Ah, man, it's, it's tough to say, uh, hey, Rex leaves, and then all of a sudden the Jets are good. I don't feel too comfortable about that. The other thing that bothers me, I hear what you're saying about the the positive optimism and, you know, Rex kind of being a talker, but it bothers me when I hear things like in today's post game, and he's saying stuff like, you know, hey, the, the competitiveness, the spirit, this is what we got to have. And you think back to that Giants game with just that horrible loss with so many penalties, and what was his post game there? I'll take a team with heart. More than any, you know, mm. give me a team with heart. That's what I, you know, you know what I want? I want to win. Do you know what I want for Christmas? Tell me. I want a team that executes. That's it. I, I don't want a team that has, a team that has heart. Listen, these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Every stinking team in the league should have heart to fight. Right. Okay. I shouldn't be looking at like, oh, you know, we're the team in the NFL that has fight and has heart. No. Every team should have that. What I want is a team that just plays football, plays smart, tactical football, and executes. I don't care about all this other emotional slop, okay? I want some Ws is what I want. Wins. I want a win. I don't want heart. I want wins. Well, this is the glory. Even even in Rex's postgame, too, another another, uh, quote or, or comment he put out there, he says, listen, our fans deserve better than three or four, three and four. Okay, yeah, you know what the fans do deserve better than three and four. But then he follows it up and he says this team deserves the fan base to stay by them. I don't know about that. I don't know that you do. I okay, mean, I- listen, you go to work and and you got poor performance. What happens? You get fired, man. It's not so. like hey, the the boss deserves to stay with you. No. Okay. What happens is you're out of there. So that kind of stuff is what bothers me about Rex is it just, I don't know, the, the talk is nice to a point, but listen, if it's not getting the job done, I don't want to hear all this stuff about feel-good emotions, blah, 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 blah. Execute and play football. You need to figure out in this bye week how you're going to execute the second half of the season and how you're going to play excellent football. Hey, agreed, my brother. Rex, not the smartest coach out there, but he is entertaining. Good for a couple quotes on this podcast. Talk about quotes. Hey, how about Roby after the game, huh? He said the word uh, terrible six times in reference to the penalty called against him at the end of the game. And I'll tell you what's what's unfortunate about that situation is you know that Roby will get fined by the league for questioning and bad-mouthing the refs. 
When, in fact, you look at that penalty at the end of the game, it's the last drive. The Bills are winning, I think, uh, 31-27. Three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Third and 15. Bortles drops back, lets it go. Incomplete pass! I think we got a chance, fellas. Maybe ice this game, get the ball back. No, wait a second. There's a flag. There's a flag! What are you talking about? Pass interference on Roby. He had a better shot at that ball, didn't even touch the receiver, and that's ridiculous. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to say that the Bills lost because of that play, but they kind of lost because of that play. That was a game-deciding call that, honestly, when you look at it, it should not have been called. So what do we do about that? Can, is there, can we brainstorm for a second, fellas? Is there something that could be done about those types of calls? Can you review it? Listen, there, there's a part of me that hates doing this right now. Can I, can I just be honest but with you? But you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it, Chris. It's I therapeutic. Mean, do it for me. No, no. The fact that we're in this situation and we're talking about how, you know, did this penalty cause them to lose the game? No. Again, EJ lost the game for them. And I, I get it. Let's, you know, can we not talk about Roby and that play and how it cost them? Let's just talk in general. In general. Fair enough. I do think there is a point, right? There, There is a point across the league, not just for the Bills when we have a, a tough loss to swallow and we need to look for things of why we should have won. I do think across the league there's an issue with penalties that get called or, or don't get called at times that decide a game. Right. I mean, I don't know. You know, what, what are you going to do about it? Hey, producer redbeard he didn't want to come on the mic and talk about it he's, he's a little mic shy you know he's, he's having a little bit of a bad weekend here just with the uh, bill's performance he says he's done with football but anyways he had a decent idea hey what if the what if the head coaches one challenge per game hmm. on any penalty they want to they want to debate that's an interesting idea what do you guys think about that i'm all for it you know uh Use it wisely, my friend. You use it in the first quarter. You might need it in the fourth. If you use it, you lose it. I, I kind of like the idea. I don't know why we can't because you look at the replay, and clearly in this situation, I know we're not supposed to talk about it anymore, Grizz, but it was clearly not a penalty. Come on, man. And I, I got to think. Come on, man. Come on, man. I said don't go there. You know, I need I need a reference point, though. Come on. If the rest look at that film in the in the in the the re if the coach was able to challenge it the refs replay it and review it there's no way that they're that they're going to call pass interference they're picking up that flag I, I i like that what hey how many challenge flags do you get a game was it two 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 McCall. And, and what's the situation for which you can throw them it's um it's not penalties but it's uh it's calls right it's decision calls like did he score did he not score was he inbounds was he out of bounds you can call it for a uh, spot of the ball catches anything else sure but that pretty much covers yeah, it yeah it pretty much covers it and though a lot of those are judgment calls by the referee same with the penalty i don't see much of a difference hey how about this how about this right maybe you still get two challenges a game but you're allowed to use the challenges for any play any call, including penalties. What about that? I, I could get behind that. I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to just go ahead and say that there is never going to be an answer to this. And I'm sorry to be uh, Debbie Downer here. But you think about some of these penalties because you've got to have an obvious threshold, right? you got to have an obvious sort of boundary line. It's, it's easy, right? It, you know, was his knee down 
uh, when, when they call a fumble and, and then they can reverse it. That's easy to look at and say, was the ball out uh, before his knee was down or did the ball come out afterwards, right? Easy enough, there's a, there's a distinguishable line right there. How do you do that on something like holding? What is, what's the distinguishing? If you're going to debate a holding call or you're going to debate a pass interference call, there's no distinguishable line that you can really draw. So I hate to break it to you, man, but you heard it here tonight on 716 Rocks podcast mm. that there's no answer. And what that ultim ultimately means is that the refs, they have total control. Total control. The NFL, total control. Darth Vader action. I mean, what we're talking about here is Monopoly. Like that, that little Monopoly man's walking around, mm -hmm. and he, he's got some walking around money in his pocket. What's he buying up, Grizz? He's buying up every single territory, and he's just sticking it to you. He's cashing in. So I'm telling you, what we have here is a situation of Mr. Monopoly Man. It's kind of ironic. You know that Monopoly Man? He dresses in what color? Black, right? Doesn't he have a black suit? Black and white. Yeah. Kind of ironic, right, that yeah. the officials... Same cut. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't want to go too this far off topic, but there's a little conspiracy theory I have in mind with the, the Monopoly game itself Yeah, was was really kind of the, the, the starting point of the NFL. Okay. And uh, it's just been one longstanding, uh, you know, what is this, 50 years here, right? This is this is the 50th anniversary. Yeah. It's really just a Monopoly, man, just in, just in a different sort of uh, environment. That's what's going on. And these refs are the little Monopoly guys just mm. running around, just buying up territories and just sticking it to us. Park F. Sticking it to those fans, man. You want to park here? You got to pay up. Exactly. Uncle Pennybags wow. with the mustache. Top My hat. mind is blown. I don't have much to say to that, so I'm just going to go ahead and eat my fake gummy boogers here. Let me open these up. What do you got, what do you got there? Let me show you. Oh! Man <laughs> Drop the gummy booger on your computer. Wow, you gummy see that? boogers. Mm. They're delicious. They're delicious. Mm. Well, hey. hey. Watch this. Ready? Oh, oh. <coughs> mm. What's this, a little booger? Mm. Delicious. You know, when you got bad news, like uh, there's no answer for that with the officials. And, and we're just going to have to, you know, ride or die with the officials here and just. Ride or die, man. Ride or die. You just got to turn to something like gummy boogers to make yourself feel better. Where are my dogs at? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we tried today, folks. We really tried to bring you some some good quality podcasting. And uh, all we got really left is we're just going to move on to top tweets during a game. One of our favorite segments, we like to go to the fan base, uh, reporters. We like to turn to the Twitter feed and say, you know what? What do the fans have to say during the game? How are we feeling? Let's get our emotions out there some more. Here we go. All right. Uh, Jerry Sullivan at the Buffalo News says, I will say it again. EJ Manuel is not even qualified to be an NFL backup. Quality. Yeah. That's quality right Sully's there. Sully's good. You know, I got to admit, Sully calls the shots, and he, he calls it like he sees it. And I got to agree with Sully. You know what? You know what the other thing I want for Christmas? What's that? I just want to hear EJ get up to the podium, and I want to hear him say, it's on me. He's a man up. I threw balls into the ground. I took sacks and waited too long. I'm not that good at passing. I really am just doing the best I can, and it's not good enough. That's what I want to hear. He'll probably do that. Yeah. No, he probably yeah, won't. Probably not. Well, we, well, we have another one. It's funny that you mentioned that, Grizz. 
at Bill's 12th man. His name is Russ. He says, hysterical that we have moron fans that think the gap between Tyrod and EJ isn't that big. Hey, Russ. That's, well, I'll tell you what. That's interesting. What do you think, Natron? Well, I think, I think he's got a good point there. You know, I talked about the Mega Troll last week. I actually checked out his Facebook page. You kept posting the shush photo of EJ. He was quiet this week, my man. I was kind of, I, I don't have that type of relationship. I was waiting for one of his buddies to post something on his page like, hey, how's EJ looking this week? I was waiting for that. Didn't happen. But, uh, I, you know, hopefully he's one of those guys that uh, recognizes there's a very large gap between Tyrod and EJ. Give me a bit, Give me his, his info. I'll, I'll ask him. Well, I will give it to you offline, and I probably won't. All right, at Buffalo Rumblings, they say EJ Manuel is the first NFL QB to lose NFL stars in three countries. USA, Canada, United Kingdom, new NFL record. Wow. Oh, man. Well, hey, there's something to feel good about. Isn't Canada part of the U.S.? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> wow. Anyways, moving on. And the last one is uh, actually a Facebook. Uh, Jim Evans wrote to the, the Bills Mafia. He said, heard the Jags gave the game ball to who? EJ Manuel. Ha, ha, ha. That's clever. That's so funny. I got to throw a tweet out there. I enjoyed this one during the game. This one goes out to uh, SBA at, well, SBA. It says, hey, England, remember that time you tried to deny our freedoms? Watches EJ Manuel. All right, we're even now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was very, very nice. You got to love that. Hey, did, that, did anyone else think it was a little just uncomfortable listening to the American anthem being sung in the United Kingdom as we're, you know, singing the freedom and the war and our flag? <laughs> I, I think that, what is that, cruel irony? Is that what that is? Yeah. Is that cruel irony? Maybe. Thanks, UK. Hey, well, thanks for that. That was enjoyable. That was fun. All right, you know what time it is, fellas? Man crush. Man crush. Yet another segment that Redbeard is not participating in since uh, he doesn't like football this weekend. Rez, you sure? I resigned from NFL participation this week. Boo. Boo. He's sticking it back to the Monopoly man. I think it's going to make a difference. I really do. (laughs) They're going to feel it. All right, first man up. Who's going? All right, I'm going for it, man. I am going for Phillip Rivers. You know what Phillip Rivers does? Plays football. Listen, last two weeks, he lost. He lost today to the Oakland Raiders. He lost last week to the Green Bay Packers. But you know why I picked Phillip Rivers? My sentimental favorite right here? Because he's a gamer. He's a quarterback that's a gamer. Last week, against the Packers, threw for over 500 yards in their loss. 27-20 loss, right? This week, horrible, horrible start to the game. But the dude put, helped put up, I think, 27 or 21, 20-something points in the fourth quarter. The dude is a gamer. Philip, please, would you just come to Buffalo? Somehow, some way, I'd show you nothing but love, man. Well, he's in a contract year, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. Maybe next year. Uh, I'd take that guy in a heartbeat. He's a gamer. Maybe right. uh, they'll take EJs in the trade, straight up. Straight up. What do you say, McColt? I got uh, my man crushes Kirk Cousins, product of Michigan State. And I didn't watch the whole game today uh, against the Bucks, but they came back from a 24-point deficit, the biggest one in franchise history. He, uh, 
You know, he had a, a game-winning uh, two-minute drive uh, slant to, to Jordan Reed, and it, it was great. I mean, I'm happy for him with the RG3 stuff, so he's my man crush. Hmm, interesting. Oh, nice. We also almost came back from a 24-point deficit. Almost. Guess almost. we did. We did come back. We did. Then we lost. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, QB is getting a lot of love today. I'm going to go with a running back, Todd Gurley. Ooh. This guy, rookie, right? Past three games has put well over 100, over 100 yards per game. Um, let's see. Three games ago, 146 yards. Then at Green Bay, what does he put up here? 159 yards. The Rams have a bye. And then today... 128 yards, two touchdowns. What are you reading stats from right now? Uh, my fantasy. Uh, I blame Yahoo. We're waiting. We're waiting for the modem to load. <laughs> are you like right now? <laughs> That's some technology problems. <laughs> Get more of those boogers. All right. Well, there you have it. Kirk Cousins, Phil Rivers, and Todd Gurley. Who's the biggest gamer? Hey, we nominate them. You vote your favorite man crush. All right, guys, this was um, not quite as painful as I thought it was Therapeutic. Yeah, it was therapeutic. Therapeutic. I still hate the Bills, and I will for two weeks. Maybe they can win back my love. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hey, let's give that tech fail another try here and uh, hit him up with how you're feeling. All right, man. Now it's all wrong. Is, folks it was all all right and it's all wrong let's hope we can change that in the bye week lots to think about all right guys have a great week it's been fun peace out